You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Sob here, excited to continue our series talking about the challenge and the puzzle of reopening school. We have a 2020 NLC South Texas Frontera fellow courses here. She comes from a classroom teaching background as well as working with her union. So definitely want to hear her thoughts on how to solve this reality of getting kiddos back into school and how we're going to do it. So let's get to it. All right, Krista, how long have you been a classroom teacher? So I've been in an eighth grade English classroom teacher for seven years. And so what was the transition like in, I assume it was about March for y'all, going from in-person to distance learning? Yeah, so thankfully my district is a one-to-one district. Um, so every student in my district has access to a device um, and We've already had a lot of practice with using technology in the classroom. For my class specifically, it was a smoother transition um, just because we'd already been kind of showing them, you know, the ropes. Um, But I can't say the same for other schools or, you know, other classrooms in our district, um, especially um, students that were living in areas with poor connection to Wi-Fi. So, it, I mean, it, it was kind of a, kind of a mix, you know, it, it, it just depends on, or just depended on how well um, you would kind of introduce kids to technology in the classroom already. And so that period, you know, we didn't know it at the time, but turned out to be a way to test drive a lot of these distance learning, virtual learning systems. So now that you've had some, some more time to process what worked and, and process what things you can improve as you're trying to solve with your school team now, what distance learning will look like in, say, the first quarter of the upcoming school year? What kind of changes are y'all planning on making? Uh, definitely taking students' mental health into account. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the at the beginning of the transition period when we were trying to figure out, okay, like, what is our schedule going to be like? Um, how are we going to how are we going to reach kids that we're not hearing from? I think we're going to have to revisit all of those things, um, just because. You know, we're not seeing the kids, so we don't, we don't know. We don't know, we don't know what members of their family were impacted by COVID. Um, and not only COVID, but our area, our border region was just heavily impacted by Hurricane mm-hmm. Anna as well. And so we're not going to know a lot about the struggles or, you know, the hardships that these kids and their families were facing. So we're really going to have to take that into consideration when we're curating our lessons, when we're thinking about how much time we want them spending on the computer. Um, when we're thinking about, you know, what, what services are we going to provide these kids, you know, outside of classroom learning? Like, are we going to be thinking about, counseling, um, stuff like that for sure. And then how is information getting to you as a teacher? Is it flowing through your principal? Are you learning information at about the same time your principal is from say district uh, pronouncements or newsletters or email? How, how do you stay updated with all the changes that have been happening on a week-to-week basis? Yeah, primarily primarily through email. And then also um, I'm getting a lot of emails from the superintendent um, our district is, but at the same time, a lot of the work that I do with the American Federation of Teachers, our McAllen local, mm-hmm. has kept me up to date. So, 
in being involved with the local, I've been able to keep others um, in the loop as well. So there is definitely, I would say, kind of a a disconnect. You definitely have to you definitely have to keep this conversation flowing, you know, from people that are in charge and keep asking questions and stuff like that for sure. Yeah, and we we've, we've seen some strong uh, pushback from from national unions. You, you've seen different unions in different states, you know, really putting uh, a strong line down on what they want to be true if they're going to both do and execute virtual learning, but also if there's even a hybrid model that happens before the end of 2020, what that will look like as well. What would you say that the top priorities for your union are right now? Uh, specifically for my region, because we have so many hospitalizations, um, we are wanting to start the year off with virtual learning and then uh, reassess as the number of hospitalizations go down. Um so specifically my region that I mean that that's what we're looking at that's what we're wanting. Um I really think that educators especially are going to have to come up with some kind of return to work uh plan that they can present to their districts in order to make sure that you know the health and safety of the students the staff and their families are being prioritized. And then because you've taught so long, I'm sure you have pretty deep relationships with, with the families at your school. What kind of questions are, are they asking you? What would you say they're most concerned about right now? They're concerned about, you know, a lot of families, like I said, are still lacking access to internet. Um, so they're, they're concerned about, you know, how, how am I going to, how am I going to be able to access school for my kid? Um, a lot of our families, uh, for a while, we were having a, a meals program. So our mm-hmm. district was was serving meals in the community, free meals for, for students. Um, so, I mean, it, it's important to remember school, school, you know, it doesn't just, you know, it's not just education, right? It's not just you know, lessons our teaching, right? Like a lot of, a lot of the services that the school provides for a community are things like meals or are things like counseling or, you know, some other type of outreach that is going to benefit students and their families. So we really need to think about how are we going to provide those things? Absolutely. When we come back with Chris, we'll talk a little bit more about the puzzle of getting students back to school safely and teachers as well. Thanks for tuning in this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Clarissa, one of the things I've heard from teachers about the spring distance learning period was that as challenging as it was, teachers were still able to rely on the relationships that they had built with students because it had almost a whole school year to, to build those. Um, how are you thinking through building relationships at the beginning of a school year when you will be uh, virtual, when you will only be able really to see students on, on Zoom boxes or in Google Classroom windows. What's your plan of attack to try to make that happen? <laughs> yeah, that, so that's definitely going to be a challenge. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot, actually. Um, and, you know, the, the, the truth is, like, I'm just going to have to – I mean, it's all about, you know, testing the waters. Hmm. Um we have a lot of, we're going to have to have a lot of like, you know, 
camera interactions where I mean and we've been looking at some stuff on how to build like you know team building and like building community through virtual classrooms as well so all that stuff we're going we're just gonna trial and error we're gonna have to try it out Um, but that will be super super important and then in terms of your first curricular unit are you kind of going with with what you've done in the past have you adapted what you're actually teaching in a significant way how would you describe that yeah, so we're definitely um, we're definitely adapting. Uh, usually, we start off every year reading a novel, so we're going to have to change that around. Really, we're looking at uh, we're looking at doing short stories, but also talking about like how to annotate virtually, how to uh, our basically our entire maybe first two weeks of school we're reintroducing the kids to Google Drive and Google Sites, which my partner and I, my colleague and I are, you know, really good at using. So a lot of adapting, definitely. Well, listen, thanks so much for all you're doing for for students and for families. And we wish you the best of luck as the year starts. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to catch all the episodes that have dropped in the last couple of days and will drop in the next week or so as well, featuring educators from the NLC community, teachers, admin, principals, but also folks working on policy or working on other aspects that we know are vital to schools being successful. So make sure to catch those at all the places you get your podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple and Google, they're all there. Check them out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.